talk to the hand. Oh, what's in the box? This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. But... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Explosive Hammer Podcast, episode 017. I am one of your hosts, Jeremy. As always, joined by my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? Hello, I'm I'm good. How are you? I am doing well. Uh, we've got some cool stuff for today. I think I always say that, but we always have cool stuff, so it's, <laughs> it's fair. Uh, we're going to yeah. be talking about some underrated movies, um, movies that just kind of flew under the radar for most people at least, so maybe we'll uh, find something new for you to watch. Uh, we're going to talk about what we watched this week, as always, and then uh, we're going to get into some upcoming flicks. Now, not immediately upcoming. Most of the stuff I have listed here is is like trailers that just dropped, and so maybe later this year. But um, I think we're done with summer blockbusters. I think we talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah. But um, anyways, uh, I'll, I'll dive right into what I watched this week. I'll, I'll knock out the first one because you have the one. Um, but I watched Blockers this week. And so Blockers just released, I think, on Blu-ray just, just this past Tuesday. Oh, okay. I was going to ask, actually, if it was... I didn't realize it was out already on... Yeah, are you, okay, so are you familiar with... It's, like, Leslie Mann and, uh... Oh, God. A, sl- a slew of people. Yeah. John Cena. Yeah, this is the John Cena one. Okay, yeah. The guy whose name I don't know, but I know his face so well. <sighs> I Is it Ike Barinholtz? Probably. He looks like an Ike. Right? He does. Um... So, and I wish I knew the young cast name because, I, now I'm not going to spoil anything, but just like, did you see previews or anything like that? Did you have any like expectation for, for the movie? I mean, if I'm being honest, like I thought this looked like a pretty, pretty below average film, J- just based off, you know, kind of who's in it, what it's about. Like, I just thought it was more or less like a fun film, cash grab, whatever. Carol wanted to see it. I didn't take her. <laughs> yeah. It, I think that's a pretty fair... Although I, I would say it was, like, I, I wouldn't say below average. I would just say, like, just your average, like, comedy. Like, I would put it, obviously, less than Game Night. But mm-hmm. I was surprised at how much I actually laughed. At, at a well, lot. that's like, good. A, yeah, a lot of the jokes did land. Um, I was surprised, like, the younger... So there's obviously, like, the older cast is, like, the parents, you know, Leslie Mann, John Cena, and uh, Ike. And... <laughs> um, and then, so it's, like, those three, and then there's, like, the younger cast as, like, their kids. And you right. actually follow both of them, like, pretty much for the same amount of time. Like, you're seeing their, their – anybody that's not familiar, the, the premise is that uh, it's prom night. These kids are – they make a sex pact. They're going to have sex on prom night, and their parents are trying to stop them. Um, parents can be blockers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so – you you follow you follow like both groups pretty much fifty fifty and I think that like that made it more enjoyable because like the younger cast actually is pretty funny like their whole storyline's pretty funny. Okay. Um. Yeah, the only thing okay. that I don't like I want I'm just gonna be specific, not spoilery, but I can't. This is I cannot stand when movies do this. Um, there's a puking <laughs> scene, and by a puking uh. scene I mean like when one person pukes and then someone else pukes and then they all start puking and obviously is it, it's projectile like, is, yeah okay yep yeah, it's like the just the like class i don't understand who's laughing at those jokes that they keep still putting it in movies <laughs> i think the last one I saw somebody was like, is perfect yeah i mean somebody must huh. be all right so i have a question whenever you like 
I mean, I guess you know this from the trailer about how the parents find out that their kids have like this pact or whatever. How do they? How do they find out that their kids are trying to all get laid? Okay, so one of the kids has their laptop open with like the iMessages app uh, or whatever that like. I I don't know how it works. I fuck MacBooks. Uh, so, <laughs> so it has like the, all their messages, all their texts, and they're texting each other like strictly in emojis. And the parents, they, like, decipher the emojis, which was, like, almost a little cringy, but not too much. Like, it was still kind of funny. Um, when so how like, many times does the vegetable, what is it? The, the uh, egg, the egg eggplant, plant? Yeah, eggplant emoji. I think just once, maybe twice. Okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah, overall, like, the movie was pretty funny. I, I mean, John Cena is, is the highlight. I, I'm, like, so happy to see him in, in comedies and in comedy mm-hmm. movies. Um, he does really great, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. How many other comedies is he in, like other than this? Because I you know, obviously he's in action flicks. Well, I know he's in Daddy's Home, but just yeah. for like that split second, I can't think of the other one where he's like, uh, oh, well, in um, what is the Tina Fey uh, Sisters? He's like the drug oh, he's dealer. in that. Yes, and I died laughing at his character in that. I thought he was hilarious. Wait, is he the one that's in a movie theater screaming at something in in oh, something? Oh yes, in Trainwreck. Trainwreck. I forgot yeah. About yes. That's another one. Okay. You know what I do to assholes like you? I lick them. <laughs> that's a great scene. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that <laughs> later. Yeah. But um, yeah, he he does really great. But like it, it was it was pretty average, but it was enjoyable. It was funny. That that's good. I mean, it sounds like it's better than what I expected. So that's good. Yep. Uh, what about you? What did you watch this week? Alright, the only thing that I watched this week, other than what we'll talk about for underrated films, is a uh, television series, and it's Lemony Snicket's Series of Unfortunate Events. So, this is season two now, that just, well, not just came out, but has been out for, oh, do you know when it dropped? I couldn't even tell you. I think it's less than a month. Maybe maybe a month max. Alright, so yeah, kind of pretty recent, but not, you know, super recent. I was meaning to watch it. I watched the first season, obviously, and I read... Up until, like, I want to say the fifth book, I think. Did you read any of the books? I did. I really can't remember any of them except the first one, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, Same, pretty much, until I started watching the first season. And then into the second season, that's why I was thinking I read up until the fifth book, because I was like, I think I remember this. Like, I think (laughs) I remember reading about this. But um, it's pretty good. Obviously, this is, like the second attempt at putting this on screen you know they already did the movie with jim jim carrey which i thought was pretty good did you see it yeah yeah i thought it was okay yeah i think we might have even mentioned this actually did i talk about the first season in earlier podcasts would no i don't so think many so of these I, did, I didn't know okay. you were watching it i didn't know you watched uh, any of it right yeah okay yeah so um yeah it's still pretty it seems pretty true to the books i mean like because the the first season as far as i could remember is pretty true to the books uh, and I'm guessing the second season doesn't differ too much. And it's introduced people like Nathan Fillion as a character, and Carrie Kenny um, Silver, or what's her name? You know, from Reno 911. Oh yeah, most famously, she's she's hilarious. Uh, Tony Hale from like Arrested Development, he oh, played okay. a character. Yeah, so a lot of good people. And then you know, NPH is the the main uh, villain, Count Olaf, and this one. Yeah. That Jim Carrey played. So yeah, it's good. I'm enjoying it, and I, have, I haven't quite finished the season yet, uh, two yet. So I'm so excited to continue watching it. The seasons follow multiple books, or like there's multiple books within a season. Yeah. So how they do it is two episodes per book, and so oh, okay. I, 
Yeah, so it's like the first two episodes were about the the bad beginning and then like the reptile room, so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, I'm up to the hostile hospital right now. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, and every you know every t- every book and so every two episodes, uh, MPH is like a different. He has a different disguise as he's following okay, the orphans yeah, trying yeah. to get them. So it's like, you know, a cool thing about the series is just watching him go from do all these different accents, voices, like costumes, stuff like that. And there's like weird musical acts interspersed, and I don't usually like those, but I don't hate it here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So so it's fun. Do you think? Okay, like if I were to go watch it now, do you think that I like? Would you recommend I go back and read some of the books? Is it like, no. is there some added value in that? <laughs> I really I really don't think so because I feel like well, one thing I remember about the books is like he does like run on sentences, like it's a thing in the books and oh, that yeah. just pisses me off. So <laughs> I'm not I'm not down with that. Yeah. Uh no, yeah, I think just I would just recommend watching it. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, I'm glad definitely. to hear that's good though. I, I haven't like talked to anyone that's that's watched it, so I know I it's this isn't really talked about like I my boss mentioned that he's watching he's like yeah it's okay that's kind of just what I'm getting for you know everybody's like it it's okay it's right <laughs> you know it's not, it's I'm not I don't hate this <laughs> right exactly uh I get you know it's like I said the second attempt so it's, people are just kind of like whatever but uh speaking of television series I think you watched something yeah let me tell you about the second attempt at another show that I watched one of our all-time <laughs> favorites nailed it um uh. Yeah, I <laughs> keep it spoiler free, and I'm serious. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't if there's anything major that happens because I, I we're gonna watch the second season, me and Kara. I'm excited. No, yeah, and you, you should be because I'm like, I'm sucked in. I'm sucked into this like hate watch. <laughs> I and I think like when Kenzie and I were talking about this, like we are watching. Like I think the idea is like the concept is cool. You know, what I mean, taking these people who are like notoriously not like good bakers. Mm-hmm. And putting me in these like time challenges and setting up for, for failure. I love the concept. Like I think it's so cool. But I, God, Nicole Myers is still she's she's just as bad. Except, I wouldn't. I'm not. I wouldn't call this a spoiler. But they did take away the the like button uh, to annoy the other people. Oh no! They did. Now they replaced <laughs> it. They replaced it. And I won't spoil that. Oh but, okay. Um, exciting yeah but it doesn't matter because i think that they kind of she's kind of like amped up her personality a little bit to like make up for it oh no yeah so so what what i like is that this i wouldn't say season two was like okay we did season one let's go bigger and better it's Mm -hmm. i would say like it's straightforward it's still the first show or it's still like alongside with the first season um in terms of like quality and production but I do think that they have found some of the, I don't know how to explain it, I guess, some of the, like, signature nailed it components. Yeah. I know there's a better way to phrase that, but that's the only way I can think right now. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Which, like, I'm not saying that as a bad thing, or really even a good thing. It's just kind of cool that they've, like, followed suit with, with the show. Yeah. Okay. So Jacques back or whatever his name is. Yes, Jacques back. Okay, because he he's a redeeming quality of the show. Yeah, you know? definitely. Because he's because he's serious. Like you need that serious. Yeah. Counterparts. He gets he gets a little more uh, FaceTime in season two. Okay. He deserves it. And then they still do like just another third person. Yeah, whatever. they still do a guest, and the guest isn't 
really the guest is just kind of like a random person they're not necessarily like cooking related or anything specific i mean but are there like at least like c-less c-less celebrities or something i mean they're not like... yeah yeah you'll <sighs> recognize maybe one of them okay well, yeah, okay, you will, because one of them is the, like, the comedian, I can't think of his name right now, but he was also in Beauty and the Beast, and, um, uh, oh, man, he played another singing part in a Disney movie that I can't think of right now. Oh, but, I feel like uh, I know who you're saying, but I, I don't know I want to say, name. Like, Josh something. It doesn't matter. Oh, Josh uh, Gad? Yes. Oh, really? He's a guest? Yeah, he's a guest. He's the, he's the only one I recognize. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I binge-watched it, and I, I, like, I just love to hate this show. How many episodes are there? I think there's six. Okay. Yeah, Nicole Byers is the closest thing to me to a on-screen hate fuck. Like, that's yeah, how I, that's, that's Yes, that's how I, <laughs> I, like, I think that we spend just as much time, like, talking about how much we hate Nicole Byers as we do, like, watching the show. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to binge it as well. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I think it just released too Cause, so like of course it pops it up did. you know what I mean like, right uh, yeah so I like saw it and we just finished oh, oh my god I have another watch my what I watched this week after this one um, I'll be quick about it what but, is uh, something that you just remembered you watched on Netflix or? yes yeah yeah I just remembered and I like really want to talk about it just for a second because like I highly highly recommend it Alright, uh, then my last question about it is, since you said, like, we watched it, and I knew you watched it with Mackenzie anyway, does she, like, is she the same feelings about the show, or does she, like, oh, how does yeah, she feel absolutely. about it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, like, we're watching it with, and just between the two of us, it's, like, constant commentary on how annoying <laughs> and just god-awful and cool virus is. I'm, like, legitimately excited to, to watch this now, like, yeah, after you talk about you, it. you definitely should be. Alright, what's, what's the thing you recommend? Okay, so... Um, I finished up this series, and that's why, like, I was like, oh, I don't have anything else right now. That's why I, I watched Nailed It. But um, The Staircase, which also just released on Netflix, so I saw, like, promotions for this. Okay, so it's a 12, or actually it's a 13-part series, and it's based off of a murder case that took place, like, uh, I think it was, like, 17 years ago or something, like, I'll, I'm gonna try and be quick, but it's so hard because I'm so excited about it. But uh, um, this guy's wife fell down some stairs, supposedly, except there was like crazy amounts of blood, so he was convicted for murder. And I'm not spoiling anything; this is all covered in the first episode. Um, but they're filming this documentary, like from day one, they started filming this documentary um, because it was just like such a wild case and everything. And then like a bunch of uh -huh. secrets got exposed and whatever, whatever. But um, this series is like it's super interesting because it's like a murder mystery it's like similar to that like making a murder model but it's also like it's a little bit dry but a little but also interesting because it's a lot of it is just like raw footage from the courtroom oh okay so, yeah so I can see where like for some people that would be a huge turn off because it's it, you know it can get dry but for me it was super interesting because like it's not often that you see you know, the inside of, like, everything that goes on with these, like, big profile cases. Yeah, see, I like that, because, like, you don't see that often, and it's just, it's it's just so real, like, yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's just, like, raw footage of, you know, like, it's not for everybody, but I, I really, I like whenever, like, there's, there's footage of that. Yeah, I, I highly recommend it, like, we watched the, 
it was 13, 13 episodes. I think we watched it in like three days, maybe four days or something oh, like well. that. Yeah, we binged it <laughs> hardcore. But yeah, that was that was all that I watched this week. I had to get that last one out there. All right, so you're saying that that was okay, but like nailed it was right, was right, right. Like the staircase is like, oh, <laughs> nailed it, nailed it though. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, all right, got it. <laughs> um, yeah, that was it. I, I guess we're gonna get into what some other things that we watched and whatnot um, here in a second. But um, you didn't have anything else, right? Yeah, no, that's uh, that's all that I really watched, other than the movies. Unfortunately, I'm trying. I'm sure I did watch. You know, to be honest, what I could talk about because this is what Kara and I have also been. This is like our background show lately. Uh, I'm like a little ashamed to say it, but at the same time, like I I watched it when it was when it came out. Jersey Shore. We are we're rewatching it because there's oh, like the yeah, reunion the re- now. Yeah, yeah. So she like wanted to watch that, and we're just like, and she's like, we should like rewatch it. And I'm like, I don't, whatever. Like, so it's like kind of our background show, but then I end up getting sucked into this drama again, man. I yeah. don't know what it is. But then Kara, she she kind of put it best. She's like, there's just something about the show that you, you don't really invest at all. Like you just watch it like they're like a zoo kind of. Like I mean, yeah. like you know, not not like in a bad way, just that you're not you don't care at the end of the day. Like really, you don't like you know, it's not like other television shows that you sort of, you know, I mean, obviously it's reality, but even then, like, you don't really care about them, so it's just fun to just sort of, like, observe them and just yeah. and watch them be idiots, but that's really all that it is. So, yeah, um, that's that's the only other thing that I watched. So, okay, now this is interesting, though, because I feel like Jersey Shore, I, I feel like when Jersey, Jersey Shore first came out, or, like, shortly after it started, I feel like reality shows were, like, a dime a dozen. Like, they were nonstop, mm-hmm. new series, like, new reality shows every other month. And then they kind of, like, died out for a while. Yeah. But I feel like, because I know that, like, Big Brother just had the, a reunion, or not a reunion, but they had, a, what, like, their 20th season, which is, like, a huge deal right. or whatever. But I feel like reality shows are, like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, maybe it's, like, it's this is just what I'm seeing, but I feel like they're maybe coming back a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't, like, say specifically, but I feel like I do agree that there was, like, a period where they weren't as popular i don't know that just maybe you know oversaturation and they died down but now like a comeback does seem to kind of be happening oh, we Which, need to uh, get a reality a reality show expert on the show oh we should we should do a reality <laughs> i mean there's oh, no reality God. i mean <laughs> that would be that'd be something else <laughs> i think i've seen like probably one episode of every reality show out there and then i, I tapped out like, I, can't, <laughs> I can't do this shit we watched you know, below deck at work one time did you ever see that no what's that alright so it's like a family they run, they run this like yacht business or whatever but um yeah I mean like I guess that's it really it's this family that runs a yacht business and they had a reality <laughs> show but it was like it, it was just so like fake and curated and, and I know like a lot of, of reality shows like you know they kind of have to like they gotta put a little something out there but yeah this show was like way over the top it was like every no, episode was yeah. trying to be like a viral video on youtube or something oh god yeah the, i feel like to your point about when everything like that just reminded me of the dynasty and yeah. like um oh god what i just had another one but i forget party now. down just south like, i what's that oh is that no it was like one that was like it was in the florida alabama line is that the one the kid died Oh yeah, 
I forgot about and, that. And then everybody was like, no. Yeah. And I was like, uh. And I don't remember his name, but I feel like his nickname was like Chubby or something like that. Like, he had like a. I might be wrong. I'm sorry. R.I.P. Chubby. If there's yeah, I know. That's, that's, I don't know. I, I'm but ass, yeah. Whether that's his nickname or not, I'm an asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was like Flora. Flora. Bama Shore I even saw like whenever you search you know Shore on whatever it's like there's Geordie Shore Flora Bama Shore Atlanta Shore so I don't know I'm there's a bunch of shores so <laughs> that's seemed, that's seemed, I didn't even reality shows uh, yep exactly so all right anyway let's fuck that let's get past that shit show <laughs> all right so underrated movies now, I wrote this in the notes I want to talk about this just for a quick second okay note colon there has to be a fine line between underrated and not discussed in my immediate social circle. Okay, now the reason I say that is because, uh, as an example, like Whiplash, critically acclaimed, won several awards, but nobody I know in person has seen this fucking movie. I, like, I and then and then to try and explain it to someone makes it even worse. And you're like, well, it's a it's a movie about jazz, but it's really exciting and really intense. <laughs> It is hard to, like, sell a jazz movie, like, how it is. <laughs> right. But then I can't turn around and come on the podcast and be like, yeah, Whiplash is the most underrated film. Well, no. <laughs> right. Because it, like, destroyed every award out there in 2014. But, um, so, yeah, okay, so then what I added to that was, like, so that being said, uh, if any of the films that we talk about, if you feel like they're not underrated, uh, you can send your hate. Uh, you can now send your hate to at ExplosivePod at Twitter or on Twitter um, and so make sure you you follow whenever you do that so follow and send us your hate mail if you don't agree yeah that's you can hate us we that's fine you know just follow <laughs> and then if you do agree uh, go ahead you can follow us at at explosive pod and tell us that that you agreed and that'd be even better so yeah um, okay so let's talk about this first one that we both watched <sighs> I'm excited because I was like my heart exploded when you texted this movie to me. <laughs> it was, okay, so you had the idea to watch underrated movies. And I think you mentioned, like, when you said, sent that text, you mentioned Alpha Dog. Yes. And I was so fucking excited because, like, probably, I don't know, more than any movie I can think of, like, right now, Alpha Dog has always stuck out to me. It's, like, this, this super underrated movie. Yeah, always. Let me hold on. Let me pull this up because the cast list. If you haven't heard of Alpha Dog, like, let me read you this cast list. All right. You're, uh, yeah, they'll be they'll be stunned to hear this. I guarantee it. Yeah. All right. So you got Bruce Willis, JT. Um, oh damn it! So I pulled it up, and of course now it's like in uh, chronological order that you see the characters. Okay. So Bruce Willis. Um, I don't know how you say his name, which like bugs the shit out of me because I love this actor, Emil. I think it's Emil. Hirsch, um, Hirsch, yeah, Emil, yeah, I think it's Emil Hirsch, yeah, Emil Hirsch, um, Justin Timberlake, uh, Reg- Regina Rice, Ben Foster, oh, I can't think of it now. Now I'm like not seeing it. Who's Amanda? Amanda Seyfried. I know she's in this. Who's yeah, Amanda Seyfried, Olivia Wilde, Olivia Wilde, yes. Which I I didn't I for. I don't know if I even forgot her. I just didn't know her at the time. You know what I mean? Like when I f- originally saw this, like yeah, she. Was, I know her she like was thirteen like from House. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Sharon you, Stone. And then like yeah. Sharon Stone. And did you say Anton Yelchin? Yeah. Like, no, I didn't. That's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of like the last one. Yep. 
which is sad. There's a lot of reasons that it's that it that's sad. Yeah, I think I want to say this was like one of his big first big roles. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, but um, yeah. So I mean, it's got this huge cast. Like it's got this. I mean, cast of like, you know, award-winning people or like at least very well-known people. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it's got the 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 recipe for success. Um, I guess I should throw out there that again, if you if you haven't heard of the movie, the basic description. Um, it's based on a true story, uh, following Johnny True Love, uh, as he lives the high life in L.A. and then uh, with his. Hold on, hold on. What? <laughs> All right, let me just tell you in my own words because I can't read and do this. So Johnny True Love uh, and his friends, they kidnapped this 15-year-old kid uh, for reasons that you'll find out in the movie. And this kid spends a few days with them, and it just kind of, like, follows his time with them. Um, and so yeah. You, you kind of see it from, like, all their perspectives. Yeah, uh, you see it from Emile Hirsch's character, who, you know, he plays the Johnny True Love. I think his name was Johnny Hollywood in real life, I think. Yeah, I think you're uh, right. But, yeah, he's, like, the main, like, drug dealer. Um, and, yeah, you see it from his perspective, from Anton Yelchin as uh, whoever. Did we? I don't even remember. I don't remember, like, all the, the names I, of the I characters. Yeah, I can't but, remember his name. Um, I Frankie, no, 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 Frankie's JT. But anyway, so like you see it from obviously his perspective because he's the one that gets kidnapped and, and murdered, and then like JT, you see it from his, you see it from uh, Anton Yelchin's brother, who's played by Ben Foster, who like you had mentioned is like an underrated actor in a previous podcast, and I agree. Yeah. Uh, and we could probably talk about like him a little bit, and so yeah, you like, and and then there's like a little bit of interspersed sort of like you know interview documentary style. Yeah, things yeah. as well. Which, okay, I guess I'll, I'll break it down by each person because I feel like the character arcs in this movie are huge. It, mm-hmm. Like, and uh, Sharon Stone's uh, monologue, like at the end, I, I know it's like one of the last couple scenes. When she's got like a fat suit on. Yeah, yeah. But it's so, like, I felt like that was so powerful. Like, I love that scene. It's so much like raw emotion. Dude, it was when I, like, honest to God, between her, the suit, the makeup, and, like, her acting, I was like, wait, is this, are they showing a real uh, clip of, you know, the mom of uh, right, Nicholas right. Markowitz, the the name of the, the real-life guy who got murdered, I, honestly, but then, like, you know, I, I realized it a little bit, but but honestly, just like you said, it was really raw and stuff, her acting was really good, I was like, oh, shit, is that, no, that is Sharon Stone. <laughs> um... Oh, I wish I had the quote. I'm trying to pull it up quick, but uh, her like her quote about God. Um, yeah, I I forget it because I I was gonna mention some what she said as well, but I can't remember any of it. So I saw where the the actual mom, uh, the real life mom, was like not offended or anything by Sharon Stone's like portrayal of her, but said that she just like couldn't watch and it's pretty understandable right like, basically she just could not watch because it was like that that raw emotion you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah speaking of raw emotion let's talk about anton yelchin before his you know character oh yes yeah absolutely Ooh. well between him and else. justin timberlake too yes that's okay so yeah like up until this point in this movie, 
uh, Anton Yelchin's character doesn't really understand fully what he's gotten himself into. Right. And I don't think anybody does until, you know, it happens, right? Until he's shot, basically dead, at the end of this movie. I mean, we're... Spoiler alert, if I haven't said that already, but you should expect that. It's based on a true story. So I mean, yeah, exactly. It's been, it's, if you haven't watched it. <laughs> um, but, but then again, we're talking about underrated films. So, but anyway. Uh, yeah, so like he his character is his he's basically kidnapped because of his brother's mistake but he's just kind of hanging out with everybody and, until he isn't which is when the scene we're talking about is like justin timberlake and him specifically you know back and forth frankie what's going on man and justin timberlake promises frankie is justin timberlake's character promises anton yelchin's anton yelchin's character i need to figure out who he plays so i can stop saying that uh zach it's so much easier to say <laughs> whenever frankie and zach are you know he says i promise nothing will happen to you that that's that like felt I, that was sad oh yeah absolutely just yeah terribly sad <laughs> um i want to backtrack real quick because i found it and i finally i was looking all this time okay. uh she said they said there's a reason for everything well if god's got a purpose for me you better get the fuck down and show me because i don't <laughs> see it um but just the, I guess, like the delivery or whatever. It just, it, it, it has stuck out to me, like since mm-hmm. I first saw this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, like just, and and also the other thing that I think is worth noting is that, um, it's it is very true to the to the actual story. Um, yeah, I read it an is. Article that like broke down the differences, and they were pretty few and far between. Oh really? I didn't get like that specific. I just read. I just read pretty much the Wikipedia article about the murder of Nicholas Markowitz and and how like uh, pretty accurate it was. What are there? What was like the most major difference? If you felt that there was any? No, there was. There was honestly nothing major. Like the, the oh. differences were like minor. It was like who was there and who wasn't. Um, yeah, when, they do. When, when this happened, and that it really there was not much more than that. Okay, yeah, the movie takes a really interesting uh, little, does like a little interesting thing where it numbers all the witnesses that see, you know, Zach before he's murdered, which yeah. is interesting. Is that, and then, Oh, Amber Heard. Sorry, I'm going way back. I forgot Amber Heard is in this movie. So who's in this? How do I, I'm sorry, I don't even know. Amber Heard, I don't, I mean, uh, she's in, uh, she's in a lot of stuff. She's pretty she, sexy. Uh, she, uh, <laughs> mostly know her because she's sexy is she one of the people that is she one of the threesome that isn't amanda yeah <laughs> okay because yeah he get he there's a part in this movie where a 15 year old has a threesome in a pool with two smoking <laughs> hot women and it's just not fair <laughs> <laughs> well put <laughs> but so like what why do you feel like this movie is sort of like slept on by critics and people like what do you think it is that makes us love this movie but everybody else not i I don't know. I, I I I don't know. I wish I had some type of answer. I remember mm-hmm. seeing previews before it came out, and I was excited just you know like at the cast, and I I didn't even. Uh, I'm sure it said based on a true story or whatever, but um, mm-hmm. I just saw like the cast and saw like kind of whatever bits they showed in the trailer, and I was like, this looks really cool, and for whatever reason, it just got slept on. Right. I think it's just, like, it's got this perfect combination of actors that are, like, underrated actors, you know? Like, Emile Hirsch, yeah, JT, yep. Ben Foster, Anton Yelchin. It's, like, get a, you know, have more a cast of, like, actors, <clears throat> excuse me, actors that are really good, but people people don't realize are as good, you know, yeah. at acting as they are, so. 
I think and that's definitely like, with the with them, like the younger group. This is you know for a lot of them this is like early in their movie career. Yeah, for sure. But it's still surprising. Like I'm sure Bruce Willis was kind of like plastered on there as like, you know, and Sharon Stone too. Like plastered on there as like, you know, part of the cast. Like comes to this movie because it also has Bruce Willis and Sharon Stone. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I agree. And and it's they're not you know they're good in it. Like obviously Sharon Stone has that great part at the end, but they're not in it that much. It's definitely the rest, yeah. the younger people uh, that like is majority of the film and that carry it. So yeah, I think it's just like. It's just that right combination of, you know, true story, so it's it's kind of hard to screw up as far as the script goes, combined with, you know, acting, which at the end of the day is really what can make or break a movie, and it's just, yeah. it's, it's yeah, solid. That, sorry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I was just, and it, just that combination is, to me, what makes it, like, a really solid movie. But what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say, I think part that's part of maybe what made it hard to sell is, like, it has this great acting, but... How can you show that in a trailer? You know, like, mm-hmm. you, there's a lot of bits that you can't show. Really strong moments from the movie that you can't show because, well, obviously. Right. Yeah. Like you couldn't show that Sharon Stone scene. I right. had to slow down to say that uh, <laughs> because otherwise, yeah. Like I mean, that's that's like a spoiler and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, and like I said earlier, I just want to touch on it. It is, it is sad if for anybody listening that may not know, but it's you know if you know who Anton Yelchin is, you know he actually died in real life not that long ago i don't know when it was i think it was two summers ago now was it and was it a car accident yeah uh, yeah which yeah so that's just sad because um one like you know this is the first time rewatching it since that happened so that scene before he gets shot but he knows that he's basically walking to his death it hit even harder and and kara was actually just like just dejected after this movie yeah yeah it gets really heavy definitely uh-huh. So um, check it out, people. And um was it oh, okay, so this is like kind of a funny side story, and I know I texted this too, but I have to share it again. Um so I stayed at this hotel for a week. This is like last not this past January, but the January before. Uh-huh. And there's no cable, but there were two DVDs. Uh there was Alpha Dog and there was oh, it was a Denzel Washington uh, movie in New Orleans where he like sees a window through time. I can't think of the name of it, but um, these two movies, and I watched the Denzel Washington one first because I hadn't seen it. Like I'd seen Alpha Dog more recently, and then I ended up watching Alpha Dog six nights in a row. <laughs> but like, genuinely interested every time. Just in like different characters. Like, right. That's I guess I, was... I kind of like paid more attention to different characters each time or whatever. I feel like that would be a good way. About the only way that I think I could watch. Because as much as I love this movie, I'm I'm I don't know if I could do six in a row. Like that's I'm like I'm proud of you. <laughs> that it you're is able tough. To do that. But I was so <laughs> bored. But yeah, it is. It's a good enough movie that you could do that. So I'm just kind of curious if there was a specific watch through that you were like focused on Ben Foster's character because he is psycho. <laughs> Probably the first one, because um, I remember thinking like, like the first time that I ever watched this movie, like when he shits on the carpet. Oh my god! Yes, absolutely hilarious. I yeah, that's I I had forgotten about that until I rewatched it, and then I was like, oh god, yes, I forgot. <laughs> like when when they start breaking, and I, that's when I remembered. So I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yes, if you haven't seen Alpha Dog, definitely, definitely, definitely check it out. 
Um, what else did you watch for underrated movies? All right, so I don't think anybody's going to argue with me that these next three films that I'll talk about are underrated because I don't like I don't think anybody's gonna say these are great films by any means um but again I I think they're all solid the first one I'm going to talk about is 13 ghosts um this is originally 1960s like movie but this is this I'm talking about the I because I couldn't tell you if that one was underrated but I'm talking about the 2001 remake so have you seen this one no but I can I, I like I can picture who's in it and I can't think of his name uh Tony Shalhoub Monk or Matthew Lillard a.k.a. Shaggy. Oh, God, I'm thinking of a different movie. Okay, so what movie are you thinking? <laughs> I'll find that one. Wait, tell me about 13 Ghosts. Ah, <laughs> oh, you haven't seen 13 Ghosts? This is like a classic, like, when you're a teenager, you go and you find, like, R-rated movies to rent from, you know, like, Drug Mart or something, man. This is a, this is a Drug Mart classic for me. Yeah, this is what I don't, this is why it was not a Drug Mart classic for me. It's because of that DVD cover. That, yeah. That freaked me out. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is pretty freaky. Um, so basically, it tells the story of Tony Shalhoub is this father who loses his wife in a fire, and then so him and his two kids and their nanny end up finding out that they inherited this house from their dead uncle, who was like a ghost cap uh, capturer. Yeah, that's pretty much what he does: captures ghosts with the help of Matthew Lillard, who plays like a psychic in this movie. And then the house that they end up inheriting is, like, this glass, this weird glass house that, like, has the 13, well, actually 12 spirits trapped in, like, its basement. And then they're, like, released one by one into the house. And they each, each of these 13 ghosts is, like, a different, you know, spirit of somebody who's, like, their backstory of how they died or how, you know, how they lived up until they died is relevant to, like, this whole, this whole book of, you know spells and things that he is basically the reason that he has him trapped in the first place if that makes sense it um, does there's one thing i was stuck on that i need you to answer because i'm gonna be stuck on it yeah this is 2001 how old is matthew lillard that, like, is, he, is he like a is he like a kid psychic he no is he, he like and, a, so this is 2001 right now he's psychic? 40 48 so he was about 30 years old when oh, this came out all right yeah wow. yeah uh, well, he looks so young. almost 50 Damn. Jesus, Shaggy's getting yeah. old. <laughs> he and in this film, he's like, I don't know what is it is about Matthew Lillard, but is he always like not always, but does he drool a lot in his acting? Because I swear <laughs> this is like the third or fourth movie that this dude is like straight just drooled. And he doesn't scream. I'm pretty sure he does it as Shaggy. <laughs> Maybe he's just a drooler. I guess so. I don't. Nah. I think that's like what his thing is. Will you <laughs> just stop? Dry your mouth. <laughs> he can't. And there's plenty of saliva from Matt in this one. I was not let down. Um, but yeah, so the reason for me that this movie uh, is like is pretty good is just because of the ghosts themselves. They're all there's like the backstory that was put into them because it's. I remember the DVD extras, and I've since looked it up on YouTube. There's like an elaborate backstory to each each of these twelve ghosts. Like, and oh, for wow. example, their names are something like the Pilgrimess or the Hammer. The Jackal is one who was, like, escaped from a mental prison, you know, when he was alive or whatever. And it's just there's no, you know, they don't, there's no CGI of these ghosts in any part whatsoever. They're just, you know, they're all people in practical costumes and they're really, really solid. And it's just a shame because the movie itself goes by quickly and doesn't do, like, each 
like the backstories of these like spirits is not like told well in this movie basically so it's a shame I see. um but but for me that's like why i like this movie so much is because of these different things and how there some of them are like more like demonic than others and stuff i don't know um but anyway uh and then as we already talked about like between matthew lillard tony shalhoub and then like shannon elizabeth's in this she's all right she's not the best actress but you know she's not terrible so it's over everything about this movie is like a b horror movie but like those three aren't bad in it by any means and then like i already said like i just if, if this was put into the hands of another director i i swear this movie would would have done so fucking well yeah I mean, that's 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 what I believe. That's probably not right, to be honest. I mean, again, it's a 1960s you, I, remake. I, I know it stopped everybody from seeing it. It was that, cover. It was that poster. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, I'm going to be honest. A lot of DVD covers stopped me from seeing things, like specifically horror films. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But, Same yeah, here. so, I don't know. Um, the And the house itself is really cool. The idea of, like the house has glass walls with spells written on them to sort of like encapture these ghosts. It's it. I know I'm describing it and it sounds really cheesy, but the re you know, again, it's underrated because it's, it's not cheesy basically yeah, like yeah. as you would think. So yeah. that's, that's pretty much all I have to say about it is it's good because of the ghosts. And if you can get past the poster, I recommend watching it. So, okay. So in 2018, <laughs> it's still good. That's the thing in 2018. It's, it wasn't as good as I remember, but like even even the the 2001 you know practical effects still hold up completely. So. Yeah, like it's it's still worth watching at least. Yeah, yeah, I I totally think it is, and I honestly, if this was like remade, I wouldn't be mad at all for technically yeah. the third time now, just because I think <laughs> it, it deserves better. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, all right. What's your uh, first underrated film that we didn't both see? <laughs> Do you want to know what movie I thought you were talking about? Yeah, I do. The Ghost in the Darkness, a 1996 American historical adventure film what? starring Val Kilmer and Michael Douglas. I don't oh know. Oh my god! I just I don't know why. When Thirteen Ghosts, that's what I thought of. I I had no idea at all that that existed. Um, but anyways, <laughs> um, one of the other ones that I watched was Wet Hot American Summer, which is on Netflix if you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, so this has got 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 42 on Metacritic. It, it's pre- like pretty low scores all the way around. But I think the problem... You said you saw it when it first came out, right? Right, so I don't remember a lot. So it released in 2001. It's very low budget, but it's got a huge... like It has a slew of actors that you'll know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Rudd... Uh, oh, okay, hold on. Now, I have to pull up their names, of course, because I can't think of them all. Like, <laughs> there, there's a time, um, yeah. Yeah, there's there's an insane amount. Uh, cool, very cool. I'm gonna cut a few seconds off here while I pull up this cast list because everyone I pull up has the wrong fucking thing. So it has Paul Rudd, Molly Shannon, David Hyde Pierce, uh, Michael Showalter. Who I, honestly, I don't think a lot of people know, but a lot from the show at least. Uh, yeah. Ken Marino, Michael Ian Black. Amy Poehler, uh, Bradley Cooper, I think this was his first movie that he was in. Elizabeth Banks, this was one of her first movies. H. John Benjamin, you probably won't recognize his face, but you'll recognize uh, his voice. As the cook, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
so released in 2001. I think the problem with this movie... Okay, so it, it takes place at, like, a summer camp um, in, in 1981, and all of the people that I just mentioned are camp counselors, and it just kind of follows them through... I think it's the last day of camp, yeah. Um, and it just follows their day, basically. Um, I think that the comedy in this movie was way ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. It's Or at least in terms of, like, it's super weird. Like, it's a very, like, wacky humor movie there's some you know it's not like slapstick it's not uh it's just weird like it's very odd humor i guess which i think is very in right now so yeah yeah that's yeah that's what i mean i guess when i say ahead of its time is that it would do really well now oddly enough they have the series now like the Mm -hmm. i think well there's two there's the wet hot american summer 10 years later and then I don't know, like 10 years before? I don't know what the other one's called. Or First Day of Camp, I think. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was the first one they did. And I, I haven't, I think I watched a couple episodes of the First Day of Camp, um, which is even more bizarre because it's all of the actors now, but they're playing themselves before the first movie. <laughs> um, and, and I remember, I know that it falls with the same just very weird sense of humor, but I think a lot of people probably aren't watching it because they, like, they haven't seen Wet Hot American Summer, right? I think if you if you like comedy movies, this is like a must watch. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, I think that's what held it back. Just weird, weird humor wasn't in at the time. Um, is that so? I was uh, trying to remember. Is there a scene? Is it in this, like the movie, the first one, or is it from like the series where Paul Rudd like? throws a fit in the oh, God, cafeteria yeah. that's, that's from the movie okay and what what happens there exactly that's just something i remember but i can't like i don't uh, know i can't remember oh, it's like an argument with his girlfriend but he just kind of like throws himself around yeah 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 <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain but it, it's very funny it's like it's almost like some of the humor at times is is just so I don't want to say Tim and Eric guess because that's like almost like beyond, but I just mean like it just alternative, so, like alternative comedy. Yes, yes, yeah, just yeah. alternative. Yeah, like you already said, but it's just yeah ahead of its time. I think there's a reason why they have you know like newer Amer- Wet Hot American Summer stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, H. John Benjamin becomes a has, it turns into a talking can of peas or like yes. his voice is a talking can of peas at one point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, absolutely hilarious ahead of its time. That's yeah. all I have for Wet Hot American Summer. What else uh, did you watch? All right, this next one might be a shocker for some people because it is kind of a cult, has a cult following now. It might be shocking for some others because they wouldn't in their right mind ever call this even a, remotely a good film. But <laughs> 1995's Waterworld with Kevin Costner is my third underrated movie now have you seen this one i saw it a long long time ago when i was a kid it was literally my dad's like favorite movie watched it all the fucking time i did okay where's your dad did we just become best friends because we did you did it (laughs) (laughs) Um, no but he did he watched it a lot and i i feel like fans of Waterworld. like there's no one who's like yeah i like Waterworld. Like, I feel like the Waterworld fans are hardcore Waterworld fans. <laughs> it's, this, this movie, okay. I don't want to say this movie was ahead of its time, but 
I again, this is another one that I think if was made today and was just made like just tweaked a little bit. I don't think it would need a lot of tweaking because it's when I watched this, I was surprised how much it held up to me even today. Um, uh-huh. Just because, like, well, first off, it's 1995, but it's a water world because the polar ice caps melted. And I mean, come on, that's gonna happen. So <laughs> basically, this is this is essentially a documentary. It's, so. Yeah. <laughs> Is that um, it's time because it's literally the future. Right. Yeah. So, so Kevin Costner plays like the main characters, like the Mariner, and it's just this film is so ridiculous. I mean, the premise is that there's there's no more land. It's a water world now because because of the ice caps melting and everything being like just flooded. And so dirt is like essentially money and plants are super scarce and everybody lives on, you know, floating pieces of like metal islands or they have their boats like Kevin Costner. But just what surprised me when I watched this movie again was how much like Kevin Costner. Okay, so if this movie was made today, the perfect, perfect, perfect actor to play Kevin Costner's character in this would be um, Tom Hardy, oh, because yeah. it's like Kevin Costner says little, does a ton of fighting and running, and when he does say things, it's straight to the point, and you can't really understand them sometimes. And just like I'm like, okay, well Tom Hardy would be perfect for this, but like, I was thinking that like in you know, like, in a way that. Kevin Costner, you'd think, between his character being he's a mutant fish man and <laughs> living on a boat and uh, basically with this like ridiculous plot that this this it's just Waterworld. He actually does a super super solid job, like making you feel like what he's doing because all he does is run back and forth on his boat for ninety percent of this film. <laughs> it is really important. I don't know how to explain this, but he, like, he is just so fucking. He must have been so into the like this movie. He's a producer on it too. I don't know if that's you know he really wanted to get it made because he really fucking gives it his all in this movie. And I think that's something that I didn't like you know appreciate when I was younger. Yeah. But he, but he, he fucking. I was like, damn, he is like really going to town on this boat. Like, there's like things that he's doing with like his sales and stuff that. They didn't need to put time into. Like, nobody would give a fuck if they didn't do these things. But they do, and so I was impressed again. And uh, Dennis Hopper plays the villain character in this, and Dennis Hopper's always, you know, a good actor, especially as a crazy person. Yes. So he he plays, like, he loses his eye at one point in this movie, and he's really funny. His, like, humor in this movie as the villain is fucking hilarious. Um, And, yeah, basically, uh, they find land. Spoiler alert at the end. (laughs) Um... (laughs) And uh, they're all they're all happy about that because nobody really knew it existed except for well at one point Kevin Costner apparently swam to the bottom of the ocean and that's where he found like the buildings fucking sank and stuff and he was like the only one to know nobody else really knew but uh, other little interesting fact pretty much the last thing I want to say about this movie is that the little girl in this she like has the tattoo on her back to land she's the all important piece that everybody wants she uh, she grew up to be that a girl in a plain dynamite that awkwardly sold jewelry what door to door yeah. And uh, and you can actually tell, like if you know it, you you can. Yeah, yeah. Her face is the fucking same. It's uh, it's hilarious. But this movie, I don't care if people like shit on it for being ridiculous, because it, it is. But I'm telling you, like it it for as ridiculous as it is, like everybody does a really good job in this movie. I think that's kind of what is like a, a theme throughout this for me. Is like you know the premise might be ridiculous, but everybody in it makes it feel like pulls their shit together that it doesn't feel as ridiculous so 
Yeah. Like, so that between you, 13 goes this. Yeah, go ahead. Do you, do you think that with, like, a different title, that maybe, I don't know, may, like, maybe more people... Well, I don't know, Waterworld, there's just something about the name Waterworld. No, I totally kind of agree. It gives away, like, the ridiculousness and just kind of it makes me just kind of, like water i don't know it does no i mean when people like give shit and myself included like if i ever want to give shit about this movie all you have to do is be like bruh water world like it is <laughs> it's ridiculous it's absolutely i don't know what i mean I'm, there's a million different things like the only thing worse is world of water world of That's water <laughs> but water well, world is a very close second worst name i've ever heard here's the thing and i don't know if the, if they you know we're already thinking this there are apparently three attractions at different Universal Studios called Waterworld. I mean, they're a Waterworld. Yeah, yeah. they are. Son, yeah, again. that's true. Yeah, <laughs> people probably visit every day. <laughs> Their kids are excited. So uh, no, but I, I'm trying to think of like what they, really what they could have named this otherwise. Um, yeah. But there's so I mean, there's so many better things that I don't know how that's what they landed on. I think this a lot with like movie titles. Like how how is this what they you know fucking ended up with? Right, right. But uh, yeah, One even the ones we'll night- talk about later, uh, the house with a clock in its walls. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty fucking. That's way too much. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think even for a 1995 film in 2018, it's it's just not as. It's hard for me to say it's the Waterworld isn't as cheesy as you would think, but it's not. So I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it just for you. Please but, do. Um, <laughs> I, I just never went back and watched it because I just hated it. My dad watched it all the time, <laughs> and I was just like I didn't. I mean, as a as a as, as like a little kid, I hope you can understand that I wasn't like, oh yes, I want to sit down and watch Kevin Costner. <laughs> I want to watch Waterworld. No, I got yeah. sick of it without even watching the movie. I got sick of it. Uh, I could I could totally understand that, and I'm sorry that I'm gonna make you watch it again, but I am. Um, no, it's okay. I'm excited because I think it'll <laughs> like, pro- okay, probably be proven wrong. No, I hope you enjoy it. Um, but just before you go to your next one, because you mentioned the house, the clock, and its walls, Jack Black is in this movie. I didn't know that until I rewatched it. In Apocalypto. In Waterworld. Just oh. <laughs> really? Okay. Now I definitely gotta watch it. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, he's, uh, he's like a airplane pilot, uh, which I don't know. Very small role. It's just odd that he's in it. But yeah. Anyway. All right. Go ahead. Apocalypto is now what I assume you were going to talk about. Yeah. Well, I, I thought you were talking about my list, so I thought you were talking about the other one and I was trying to trip you up and say Apocalypto, but That's I'll talk right about it. Apocalypto. I know. I feel like an asshole. You're like Apocalypto. I was like, no, Waterworld. Oh. <laughs> anyway. I know. I screwed myself up. But, um, okay. So Apocalypto. Directed by Mel Gibson and released in 2006. Now, I think there's probably plenty of people that have heard about this movie. Um, it's got split like in the 60% range between uh, Rotten Tomatoes, Metacritic, and everything like that. It didn't get necessarily bad reviews. But uh, like I was explaining before the show, let me, let me get into the description real quick. So if you don't know about Apocalypto, it's it's um, takes place like way, way back. It's like in the Mayans, okay? And it's like, it's really just a day in the life of this one, but it's uh, like the craziest day because a bunch of uh, basically one tribe takes over their village and tries to kill everyone in the village, all the women and children and everything. And so it's like their escape. Um, but I, I, 
it's for what bugs me about this movie is that it released. I'm sure like some people went and saw it. Obviously, I'm sure it made some. Oh yeah, here 120 million dollars. So it made some money. It made a few shekels, but I don't know. Like it bugs me that this movie released. People saw it and then I never heard about it ever again. Like there's people that watch Step Brothers every other day of the week. Uh-huh. Which also released in 2006, but I haven't heard anyone mention once Apocalypto. Yeah. I think one of the biggest reasons is probably Mel Gibson. Yeah. I think that unfortunately for his films, Mel Gibson has like just wrecked his reputation. Yeah. Uh, which sucks because some of his films are like absolute like classics. Uh, Braveheart, obviously, is like that's on USA like every day, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but. I mean, he, like he's made some really incredible movies. Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. I don't know if you saw that. He dir- that was his first direct uh, movie as a director since Apocalypto. That's what I was just gonna say. Like I, I knew he did something recent after, uh, you know, sort of yeah, like, yeah. Be his comeback movie or whatever. I yeah, remember and, it though. And, and Hacksaw Ridge was amazing. But there's a ten year yeah. gap between that and this. Like we missed out on probably like a lot of great movies directed by Mel Gibson because he's fucking insane. I mean, yeah, he brought it on himself, but it is a little bit of a shame. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I know I was really short about that one, but that's that's all I have to say. It's like, I, I don't know. It's incredibly violent, still, right? It is. It's incredibly violent. That seems to be like Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson likes the violence. Yeah, definitely. Like, Passion of the Christ scarred me when I first God. saw that. Oh, so you? I haven't even seen that, like, all the way through. Oh, yeah, my dad. Oh, man another story about my dad I was like sick and stayed home from school it was like the week that Passion of the Christ released on VHS so I'm like sick laying on the couch and my dad's like you wanna watch a movie and I'm like okay like mainly trying to rest but sure and he puts on like this gory movie where they're just ripping Jesus Christ apart and I'm like crying and like fighting off puking it's one of the worst days of my life <laughs> you're just yelling Jesus Christ and you're yeah, like yes exactly. he's being torn apart yeah that's I've seen like I've pretty much YouTube the scenes that I need to see from yeah, that because it's, it's so talked about yeah very um, very very graphic Apocalypto is actually not at, like still very graphic but not as graphic so are his movies like are they getting less graphic I, yeah, I've Hexel seen Ridge. like Hexel Ridge but sorry <laughs> um, I think Hexel Ridge was like his best uh, like it was there, there was some gore, like it was very, but it wasn't. Um, oh man, there's a word for what I'm looking for. Uh, it, it didn't like glamorize the violence. Right. It was mainly like, this is the shit that happened, you know, in the war. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Whereas there's no. This is like. Watch this mind slowly drive a stone knife into another man's neck. <laughs> like, right. I was gonna say, there's no need for any shot similar yeah. to you know Jesus having his ribs ripped apart by like a yeah, I mean a spikes. I yeah, I understand what you're saying. Because I, yeah, I was just gonna say like I when I watched Hacksaw Ridge, I was like, and I was like not paying attention. I was doing something else at the time. Um, so I need to rewatch it because that's Andrew Garfield, right? Yeah. I should. I need to. I need to I, watch that. I think and that. Pay attention. In my opinion, like, Hacksaw Ridge was Mel Gibson's, like, best directed movie, but it wasn't my favorite story that he's directed. Like, Apocalypto is my favorite story that he's directed. Okay. 
Yeah, I see what you're saying. I would dare. Would you say Hacksaw Ridge is almost underrated? Just because I don't know. I mean, maybe not. I don't. I actually don't know what the critics said. So I don't want to. Not because of that, but because it seemed to be like I. People. Well, no. I guess I do know it because it didn't get a standing ovation when it first like premiered or something. Uh yeah, and I, I I'm looking trying to look right now because I thought that he won a best director award, not necessarily a like oscar or anything right it was okay. I, mean, it, I know it was nominated for oscars also okay so we're so critically well critically acclaimed but definitely yeah. it doesn't seem like people like for as you know well acclaimed it's like not really many people that i know saw it this is just one of those that you know it's not really it's not underrated similar to um whiplash but it's just like i, don't, I feel like a lot of people didn't see hexar ridge yeah okay here yeah nominated for best picture best director best actor best sound editing garfield was yeah Oh okay, I didn't. Best oh he he won oh no, best actor in a leading role. Yeah, it was God. It was nominated for a shit ton of awards. Yeah, it's a shame that it was. I don't know. I box office on my it probably did okay, but I don't. I just feel like nobody. I I just don't talk to the right people. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think I I see that a lot with uh, like uh, like history films. I feel right, like. right. Like Silence by Scorsese. That's I mean that's not, I mean it is a history film, but like I don't know I know tons of Scorsese fans and nobody that's watched Silence. Is that another Garfield film? No, no. That's um, Adam Driver. Whoa. Oh, then what movie am I thinking of that has Adam Driver and Andrew Garfield in it? Where does Andrew or Adam Driver gets drowned in the movie? Oh wait, yeah. Yeah. That's it. It's oh. silence. Okay. I just, okay. I, I didn't know if you were making making an Andrew Garfield connection, but no, he just happens to be in both. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, Amazing Spider-Man is it? Is that another? Yes. Basically, <laughs> the exact same thing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, it's funny that you mentioned Silence though, because that's I somehow I like hadn't heard of this film, and then like it popped up somewhere, and I was like, huh, do I need to see this? Like, is this? Did you see it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Or I didn't know if that's what you just said, or if you were just saying that, that was another one that got really good ratings, um, but didn't do so well. All right. Um, so that's all you had to say about Apocalypto? Yep. Even uh, though we didn't really talk about it that much. No, we really didn't. Most of talked about <laughs> Bill Gibson. But, um, no, but, well, but to be fair, he's the reason that, <laughs> that no one's talking about Apocalypto. Right, exactly. So I think that's fair. I mean, we're yeah. talking about underrated films, like when, why they're underrated. So. Exactly. All right. Um, so that I know you've seen this next one, but, yes. uh, uh, so, uh, that's my boy is my next underrated film. Uh, and I think it's a very fair underrated film. Thank you. Okay. So it's funny because like I wanted to go, this, this was the hardest one for me. Um, and I debated it with another Sandberg film. Actually, I'm sorry, two other Sandberg films. Now that I think about it really, cause I wanted to do like, I did kind of a, or we did a drama thriller-ish thing with Alpha Dog. I did a horror film in 13 Ghosts, uh, action and Waterworld. So I was like, let me get an underrated comedy in here. And I debated, I almost, have you run. seen um, Grind? No. <laughs> I almost, okay, I almost put Grind in here. It's like a skateboard movie. Um, but not, like, literally almost nobody has seen that. And it, it wasn't super even, like, big, like, in uh, anywhere. So I was like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the other two that I debated were between Popstar because uh, I just I don't know people don't appreciate Popstar Dude, for being Popstar, as hilarious as like, it is. God, it makes me mad. I could talk about that for a long time. Like it makes me so mad how not 
well that movie did. I know. It's so funny. And the other one that I debated on, I feel like isn't, I feel like enough people appreciate it that it's not like underrated, but again, people don't talk about it as much. Um, I'm blanking on the name, but the, the escape, the, I'm sorry, the stuntman movie that Sandberg Hot has Rod. to impress us. Hot Rod. Yeah. I yeah, yeah. the name. Which is just so, Hot Rod's amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely. So anyway, but I went with That's My Boy, which is uh, Andy Samberg, but it also has Adam Sandler in it as his dad, because the story, or I mean, like, the plot of the movie is that Adam Sandler, when he's, it, it's weird how this movie advocates pedophilia. Like, it really doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, Adam Sandler, when he, played by not Adam Sandler, because he's, like, a younger boy, in honest to god like middle school maybe a freshman in high school um he has sex with his teacher and so she gets pregnant their child ends up being andy sandberg's character and basically like the hilarity of the movie just comes from the fact that adam sandler was basically a child himself raising a child named him han solo like that you know that's what he named (laughs) His child didn't know how to raise him, so he's you know he's got Andy Samberg's character has diabetes because he was always eating cake oh, and yeah. stuff for breakfast because he didn't <laughs> he didn't give a fuck. So I feel like the reason this movie is underrated is because well I mean one it's underrated from the critics it it got shit on by the critics so for that reason like obviously I mean it didn't I don't even know if the audience rating was that well on Rotten Tomatoes. So I just, I know like everybody else really didn't appreciate it. Like the majority of people. And then in the box office, the budget was 70 million and it didn't even make 60 million back. Apparently. Um, that's bad. So the movie was just a, it seemed to be a failure all around, but it's, it's like, to me, it's got like the classic Sandler jokes combined with the, like the Andy Samberg, what today seems to be, you know, the more popular humor. It's like it's like that perfect combination of Sandberg and Sandler humor. Like not only their acting styles, but just their like their jokes, you know, making the movie like, like overall. It's like a bubble of both of them combined. Yeah, that's what I was going to say about the movie. It's like I it had like that perfect blend of their two comedy styles, but I feel like a lot of people probably turned away from it because of Sandler. Yeah. Which sucks because it was like actually like good Sandler humor, not it, I mean there was don't get me wrong, it's not like every moment was like hilarious. There were definitely some misses for me, at least what I remember when I watched mm-hmm. it. But like overall like I was happy with that because like I don't know, Sandler movies are so whatever. But like I was happy with that one. Yeah, his movies are so hit or miss, and but like lately, people have been describing him as like you know basically old Sandler humor when he was funny versus like his new stuff, which is just kind of you know not funny at all or just not as funny. It seems to be that's that's like people's opinions now of Sandler, but he's you know he's still got it. It just for whatever reason he doesn't seem like he like Jack and Jill. Like it's like he wasn't even trying. I don't know, but he because he's still funny. And, yeah, this movie is certainly, like, not every one of the jokes hit, but, uh, honest to God, 90% of them land. Yeah, I would say, yeah, more than not. I think, like, it, I think that's what's so great about it is, like, with having those two to bounce off of each other. Yeah. That's, like, what makes it so perfect, basically. Um, yeah. And, because it's, like, <laughs> just when you have that moment of Sandler 
screaming and just being his like jackass self, which is still funny. Then you have like Samberg making fun of that exact thing, basically, because in the yeah. you know in the movie they don't they're not exactly getting along, and just there's just so many ridiculous things between Vanilla Ice um, being oh, in this shit. movie yeah, I as like he's like the best friend slash the uncle of Andy Samberg. Uh, and so his character is hilarious, um, and then all the way to the fact that the move, like the reason that Andy Samberg doesn't get married, is because his wife, soon to be his fiance, is fucking her brother. Like it's just disgusting. Oh yeah. But hilarious, and I just there's there's one. It's funny because when Sandler finds out about that, which is like at a hotel, he walks in on basically you know the fiance fucking her brother, who was or you know he, everybody thought was a soldier he's always in uniform and uh sam uh, sandler says something like uh and you you know you should be ashamed the most because you're uh you know you're a military man and she says oh he just buy it. he's he's a jazz artist he just buys his uniform so dad doesn't yell at him and sandler gives this face and goes that's worse than the incest or that's almost worse and it, that it's so, that was just so funny and uh i mean there's the, i i I forgot how many laugh out loud moments there were for me with this movie. Yeah. Uh, but but I knew there was a reason that I that it was it was going to make my list, especially over the other ones. So yeah, I yeah. think you know as we talked about, it didn't get good critically uh, rated. It didn't make money at all at the box office. But it's I, I think that if anybody that's you know listening was ever was turned off by the fact that it is a Sandler film or just thought it looked like just stupid, it it's worth a watch because it's it's really funny. Yeah. Um, I know I already talked about Wet Hot American Summer, but I, w- I was trying to think of some different genres as well, and I was trying to think of good comedies. Hot Rod definitely crossed my mind. Uh, Walk Hard, The Dewey Cox Story, that one definitely <laughs> crossed my mind. Yeah. Um, and this one, Paul, which released a little bit later, and I think that's probably what kind of stopped it from being great. But So Paul uh, stars, anybody that doesn't know, uh, Seth Rogen is a a wisecracking alien, uh, <laughs> and it also has Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, which you could put those two like in any movie, and I would love it. Yeah, but um, it it has those two. Uh, they, they stumble across this alien, and he's like this like smokes pot and whatever. <laughs> um, and they t- then Jason Bateman, who also plays like. A fucking fantastic role uh, as this like special agent and Bill Hader as well uh, as like a, an FBI agent that are trying to track down the alien. Uh, anyways, it just has like it has a really great cast and it has a lot of like I don't know. It just has a lot of great humor and it's not like I guess it's it's as close to Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. As you can get without actually being those movies, I, I know that I don't know if that makes sense or not. Like those movies have like some some British humor and things like that, whereas like Paul is mm-hmm. just like this like Americanized Simon Pegg and Nick Frost movie. Yeah, um, this is pretty. This is one of their only like you know major films that they've done together outside of like the Cornetto trilogy, or is it the only one? I, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know if it's the only one or not, but you, it's definitely there's there aren't many projects they work on yeah other than that um and then did you what, what was the third one did you see i forget this the world's what, end world's, did you see, yeah or, yeah did you see that one the, the world's end yeah yeah i loved it 
Oh, you did? Okay, so I, I haven't seen that one yet. I actually uh, haven't finished the trilogy, so I need to see that one. So, um, when was Paul made in comparison to, like, at, like Hot Fuzz and then the last one? Was it... Just, so, was it... Paul was 2011. Hot Fuzz would have been either 07 or 08. I can't remember for sure. And then The World's End was 2012 or 2013. So, okay. it, was in, it was in between those two. Okay, that's interesting to me that they, like, did a movie in between the Cornetto uh, trilogy, especially not, you know, that there wasn't too long between those other two movies. Yeah. And Paul yeah. in between. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this this is one that I haven't seen on the way through, unfortunately, but it's so much that I didn't even realize Bill Hader and Jason were in it, and that makes me wish I had seen it even more. Yeah, they play, like, they play some great roles. Uh, Kristen Wiig is also in it. She has, like, one of the funniest parts in the movie. But, um... I think this movie just kind of, like, missed a train that, that went... Like, if it had come out a few years earlier when, like, other comedies similar were coming out, especially when, like, Seth Rogen was still... Like, obviously, like, he's still big today, but I'm just saying, uh-huh. like, coming right off of, like, super bad and Knocked Up and stuff like that. Um, I think if it had released then, that it probably would have done better. And it's it didn't necessarily do bad. Like, on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 71 um, but on Metacritic, it's in the 50s, and everywhere else, it, it doesn't, like, audience-wise, it doesn't seem to do well, which is where right. I'm, like, confused, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I have, like, the bad taste in comedies, but to me, I'm like, no, fuck you, this is underrated. <laughs> um, no, I I think, well, I mean, just from who you've named that's in it, obviously, like, it's it's like you take the two, uh, you know, the two beasts from the Cornetto trilogy, which are three hilarious movies, and then you put them, you surround them with other hilarious people, like... I don't really see how, you know, that could not be a funny movie, but I just think if people were like me and just kind of, maybe they were a little just not sure by the, you know, how funny the premise could be of, like, this talking alien. Right. These two guys. And, and that's the thing. Like, this one, Paul is not, it's not as quotable as Hot Rod or Walk Hard, um, but it's, like, overall story-wise, it just comes off as more wholesome, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Does he... Is it kind of like an E.T. ending to this movie? Uh, I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> All right. But, yes. Yeah. Very cool movie. I need to watch this one. Yeah. Um, that is all that we have for underrated movies. Yeah. We talked a lot about... A, a lot of good ones, uh, especially Alpha Dog. Oh, well, just if you haven't seen any of these, like, you definitely need to go back and watch them. Uh, I'll be watching Waterworld. I will update you on the next episode. (laughs) Um, So, let's see. I'm not sure where exactly we're at time-wise. I know we're running a little bit long, but we've got to at least get some upcoming flicks talk because we didn't have time for it last time, and there's just, there's some stuff we got to talk about. Yeah, we'll make it quick. Yeah. So, have you seen all the trailers of these that I that I sent to you? If I haven't, I always plug them in real quick to YouTube before we record. Okay. So the first one I want to talk about is Creed 2, which I, I did re- re-watch Creed this past week, but I didn't mm-hmm. mention it before. But uh, the trailer for Creed 2, I'm super, super sad and disappointed that uh, Ryan Coogler is not going to be directing Creed 2. But Didn't know that. Yes. I didn't know it until after I watched the trailer. Um, did that change? Does that like really? I mean, obviously that makes you sad, but just were you already, you were hyped by the trailer? Or did you yes, feel definitely. different? Like I saw that. Yeah, I loved the trailer, 
and um, I don't remember why I look. I don't think I miss, I think I just googled like a release date or something like that, and maybe the director mm-hmm. showed up. Um, mm-hmm. and I saw that it wasn't him, and I, I, I was super. Uh, just because we've talked about a lot before, like the chemistry between him and and Michael B. Jordan, yeah, uh, they just like have done some awesome work together, especially with Creed. Um, and so I, I, but I'm still I'm lo- so looking forward to Creed too. Yeah, um, I'm not like a big fan of the Ro- I'm not that I'm not a fan of the Rocky series. I just haven't really you know seen all of them and stuff. Like I know you're a fan of them, and I haven't even seen Creed uh, yet, which I really need to get on that. But I know that one was good. And th- when I watched the trailer for this one, I think not only was it a really good trailer, like with Kendrick when Kendrick comes in, uh, which is super sweet in the trailer because like the beats are to his punches, and that got me. But yeah. just the the I'm even hooked by you know the story. Some people said it's kind of like cheesy what they're doing, but I don't care. Like I I think the uh, the rematch is cool. <laughs> yeah, I can I I don't know. Oh, like, you're not a fan? No, 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 no. <laughs> I I am. I don't know. Like I've seen like the hate like that it's cheesy, whatever that like Ivan Draco's son is. Mm-hmm whatever back for it but i don't know if i feel like it's too cheap like for the rocky series i really don't think it is you know like the first yeah like yeah i I don't i think it i think it fits i do too and i think and 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 i think they also are doing a good job just based off the trailer like i don't think it's coming off as too like fit like ham-fisted like i don't think it's like too forced to me i really think it's right it seems pretty cool like i I think it's partly uh, Michael B. Jordan's acting in the trailer that he like he just fucking wants it, and yeah. so I want to let think, him have it. <laughs> yeah. I think it, it's cool because like the, I feel like when they moved on to Creed, they kind of moved on. They, so they turned to like this story of like legacy. You know what I mean? Because like mm-hmm. Sylvester uh, Rocky has a son, and that gets talked about in some of the movies. Um, and so now like you know Paul Creed's son. So it 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 makes sense to me almost. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. Uh, the Nun. You, you saw the trailer for The Nun. Yeah, and I was like, damn, is this another Conjuring spinoff? Yes. <laughs> Which, I, I like, it, it's weird to me how many there are. Like, I'm super excited for when there's, like, the 26-disc Blu-ray, <laughs> <laughs> like, Conjuring special edition. But um, I just, I've loved every one of them. Even, even Annabelle, though. Even I was just gonna say, <laughs> even Annabelle. Um, I think there's an Annabelle too, and I haven't seen that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, even Annabelle, like, they're just they have a cool universe set up. Yeah. I mean, it is cool that there's now three different, like, movies talking about the universe. Yeah. Also, the uh, nun stuck out to me in whichever Conjuring movie, wherever she came from, like. Because I think she's in a background, or she's one of the jump scares, or something like uh-huh. that. Oh no, she's teased at the end of one of them, I think. Uh, yeah, I remember being freaked the fuck out the first time I saw that. Yeah, I mean, it, it does. It does look. I I was like, I mean, I the jump scare. It was what it was, but the you know, if you like, if you've seen the trailer, like I know you have, but anybody listening, there's an there's a jump scare in the trailer that you can kind of see coming, but uh, which is, happens in any of the scary movie but like I but other than that I think like just the creepy atmosphere uh, was yeah, pretty good yeah um the predator the predator we can skip right the fuck over that one if you if you would like because I, <laughs> I was not impressed by the trailer at all I just thought I was watching the trailer for a movie I already saw like it looked right were they showing clips from the other from the one they did before that it just literally looked almost exactly I don't think the same? so <laughs> I think they, yeah I mean it, it, 
It did. It just looked like a ripoff of a horrible ripoff. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. It's 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 worth skipping, I guess. Yeah, I don't have release dates for any of these either. I just realized that, and that kind of bugs me. But if I mean, if somebody's invested, they're listening at this point. Like, they're probably they. I'm sorry. Well, maybe we'll tweet them out, but they'll have to follow to find out. Right. So follow us at Expulsive Pod. Did I mention that before? Uh, at Expulsive Pod. We'll, t- we'll send out tweets with just random release dates. We won't put the title <laughs> of the movie. Just the release date. Ah, uh, and then you have to guess. I like it. Yes. You have to respond with a tweet. Then it spreads the word. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> the House with the Clock in Its Walls. So I put this on there because I liked the trailer a lot. Are you- <gasps> oh, thank you. Okay, so I was... <laughs> no, I was worried because you... um. You said that the name was. Are you messing with me now? Don't do this. No, you're, no, you're serious, I did. right? I liked it. I okay, liked the, the because title was very was very odd to me. But yes, when you when you were not like shitting on the title, but just when you said the title was odd and you know like weird, I was like, oh no. Um, but I'm so happy because I saw this trailer in theaters. Like I don't remember if it was I don't remember what movie Kara and I were seeing, and I turned to her and I was like, I. I want to see that, you know, with kind yeah. of like a question mark at the end of my sentence. Like, I, <laughs> I, I want to see that, but like, I do. I'm just surprised that I want to. And she's like, "That looks stupid." And I'm like, "Oh, oh no, you know, maybe, but no, I, I it doesn't. I stand firm." <laughs> like, I, you, I, uh, go ahead. Did you watch Goosebumps? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was like, got a very Goosebumps vibe, which I love Jack Black in that movie. Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, I think I just think it looks cool. It's a cool idea, and I like. I just I really love Jack Black. Like I I wish that he did more serious stuff. Or, I know. You know because I, I think he's like I think he's an incredible actor. No, yeah, it, it he, seems he really weird is. to say that out of a guy who does like mostly musical instruments with his mouth, but like <laughs> he's a really talented actor. Yeah, I think like his roles do lend to thinking that he might not be you know a great like serious actor. Um, and he's not playing like a super, you know, dramatic role, but he's not play. it's, it's not like a comedic role. Like he's, he's playing like a warlock in this, which looks out of, out, not quite like something he would ever play and looks awesome. I, I, I'm really excited to see this actually. (laughs) Cool. I'm glad. I'm glad. There's a lot of other trailers that I wanted to put on here, but, uh, or a, a lot of movies that just drop trailers. Uh, what is the one? Hold on a sec. We've got time for one more. Are we going to talk about it? Yes. Uh, let me find this trailer again. So here's what we're going to do. All right. This is going to be our last little our last little thing here. Uh, we're going to be watching the Welcome to Marwin trailer, which just released <laughs> this past week. Oh, wait. No, it's been like two weeks. Oh, yeah. We? Well, anyways, this trailer is bizarre as shit. So if you haven't seen it, which I hope you haven't, honestly. Right. Uh, Brian and I are going to, we're going to try and narrate to you what's going on in the trailer, okay? Uh, all I want to let you know is that it's starring Steve Carell. All right, three, two, one, go. All right, Steve Carell's opening a thing. He's got a little, little Steve action Carell. figure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, is it supposed to be him already or is it just him in his mind? It's based on an inspirational true story. <laughs> oh, that's not inspirational. He just got knocked out. Yeah, he did. Oh, stomped, but it was a nightmare. <laughs> and now he can barely write his name. That is sad. But he can take pictures of action figures. Oh, that action comes to life like Toy move. Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that Leslie, Leslie Man? Yeah. yeah. 
Oh wow, with a bunch of tortured action figures. He's that's fucked up, Steve Carell. Yeah, it is. Oh, now there's soldiers. There's women shooting soldiers. Toy women. Yes. Well, (laughs) I was being ambiguous. (laughs) Now the toy. Now the toy women are walking around. They're like serving beers, drinking beers, but they're in a courtroom. Steve Carell is. There's a Nazi. And that would be a. That'd be a swastika. Yep. And I got a man with circle glasses and and. All right, Steve, Steve Carell the... is yelling at Steve Carell. Right, he's an action figure, Steve Carell. He's real, Steve Carell. This is where it gets weird. And his backup. All right, so I Steve just... Carell says, "I never go anywhere without my backup." And then a bunch of toys start shooting guns. But what are they shooting? Is it? I can't. Is this all? This is all in his mind, but. See, that's where I get lost because a woman, a toy just helped pick him up off the windmill. Now, <laughs> that's Leslie what I'm tr- Toy Leslie Man's throwing Molotov cocktails. <laughs> and then there's See? a scene where the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, and is that toy Steve Carell or is that real Steve Carell shooting up the courtroom? Right, exactly. One, one of the Steve Carells is crawling on the floor. <laughs> there's, there's many Steve Carells. So I'm guessing there's a Leslie Mann toy. There's like a Counting Crows song from the '90s playing. That's right the now. other thing is the, oh, it's the Foo Fighters song. I mean. Yeah, it's Foo Fighters, but it's old. Yeah. And who hears old songs in trailers that haven't been redone? Yeah. So it's Welcome to Marwin. And, and that I, bugs me. <laughs> what, Two what, parts that? about the last few seconds bug me. Leslie Mann saying. And wait, what did she even say? And that's why Nazis are bad? Yeah. Okay, and then also, they went with, like, that gimmick that's that's going to get overused really fucking quick, and it's going to make me mad, of, like, toy things, and it's super epic. There's, like, music and, and like, big sound effects, <laughs> and then, like, the toy breaks. And, uh. You know, it just makes, like, a little bit of noise, and now it's yeah. not a big deal. They did it in Ant-Man. It was hilarious. It was perfect. I don't want to see... I want to see it in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and then I don't want to see it anymore. Like, stop doing the same gimmick. It's going to get old. You people are going to ruin it. I love the other gripe with that. <laughs> so, now you know. Now you're up to speed on the... What is it? The world of Marwin? Welcome to wel- Marwin. The welcome to Marwin, which is... That's, uh, that's like... Marwin seems to be the world that Steve has created, I guess. Yeah. So, um, we, we're not going to like talk about it. I don't want to get in depth about it at all. I just want to say, if you're still listening and we're talking about trailers, if you haven't already, go check out the uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse trailer because this movie is going to be amazing. Nick Cage. Uh, yes, Nick Cage is Nick confirmed Cage. to sp- <laughs> Spider-Noir now. Yeah. And, yeah, Which is no. So... <laughs> I've been waiting for wait. Spider-Noir to get a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and supposedly Tobey Maguire is going to have a voice in this too. I hope so. That'll be cool. So yeah, just uh, just go check that out there too, people, because it, that looks it's going to be good. Well, that's all we have. We talked some upcoming movies. We brought you up to speed on Welcome to Marwin. <laughs> talked about some underrated movies, a lot of good stuff, and we talked about Nailed It, among other things that we watched this week. And uh, that's pretty much it. Did you have any any final thoughts? Um, just that if we ever have a special guest on the show can it be nicole byers can she be like our first i hope so she can yeah. sign off all the episodes yes by going you're done 
<laughs> which is my like that's my new thing that I can't stand because <laughs> like I didn't remember if she said it every episode the first season but she definitely uh-huh. says it every episode the second season uh, yeah. oh my I, god immediately followed by either me or Mackenzie doing our impression of it <laughs> yes <laughs> oh I'm excited alright thank you for listening everybody and uh we will catch you in the next one see ya <laughs>